This morning, I want to talk about growth. Can you say growth? Out loud, growth. This morning, I would like to title my sermon as growth. So the entire world today is trying to grow, striving to grow. What we, when we see things that are happening around us, we suddenly see growth happening everywhere. Parents want their children to grow. Business owners want their business to grow. Gardeners, they want their gardens to grow. Investors, you know, they want their investment to grow. Even birds and animals, you know, they strive to for the growth of their little one. This morning, I just want to take, gather your attention towards growth. Can you all say growth? Out loud, don't read your Bible now. Out loud, growth. Growth. Growth is not restricted by age. You know, sometimes we say that, you know, I, I, I reached to an age. Do you think that I can grow taller than this? Yes? No? How do you say that? Why do you say that? So I can't grow taller than this. Physically, we may not be able to grow beyond an age, but we can grow intellectually. We can grow spiritually. We can grow materially. We can grow emotionally. In fact, Bible talks about growth to a greater extent. This morning, you know, I, when I was preparing this, I have a really bundle of scriptures. You know, I can't put everything. If I throw everything on the screen, you are going to run away. So I reduce that to a couple of scriptures that may help us. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Can you read with me? But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. We are Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. So, what God is asking us to grow, Peter is asking us to grow. Grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. Grace and knowledge of the Lord. We must grow in the grace and in the knowledge of God. God expects us to grow in God's grace. We all need to grow in God's grace. You know, nothing want to remain in the same state forever because everything has to grow. You know, today in this world, we have a strong urge and strong push for people to grow. You know, people who are not willing to grow, you know, they laid back. They are not unable to move forward. So there is an urgency, there's a push in this world for everyone to grow. You know, children cannot remain in the same way. Can you imagine your child being in the same way for years after year? You expect them to grow. Can you imagine your own child not growing, not growing? They are in the same height. They are in the same weight. And how much you struggle, how much you feel bad. You take the child to every doctor and see what can we do for the child to grow. You know, businesses cannot be same, in the same way. Because when inflation, you know, when considering all the other things that are happening around, business cannot afford to be in the same way. So do our Christian lives. Listen to me this morning. God wants us to grow. God wants us to grow. Peter puts it again in a beautiful way. He says, fruitful growth in faith. God wants us to grow in faith. Can you come with me? Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 9. We are going to read it together. Second Peter, we are going to read it slowly in fact. Verse 5. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence and to your faith, add to your faith, what? Virtue. To virtue. Knowledge. Keep reading. To knowledge. To self-control. Perseverance. To perseverance. 
for these things are yours and bound what does it mean a bound means what increase grow all these things must grow it should grow in you so that what happens continue to read you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ verse 9 for he who lacks these things is what short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins you know the scripture is very 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 when we read the scripture you know one time we don't really understand i'll help you this morning to understand the scripture in a better way peter is saying spiritual barrenness unfruitfulness comes they come if we don't abound if we don't grow what are all those things number one spiritual barrenness there is no fruit we come to church and we go we do whatever everything that we need to do as a ritual but there is no fruit what can be the fruit of a spiritual life anybody can say one fruit what could be the fruit of a spiritual life love joy peace all the fruit of the nine fruit of the spirit what else can be out loud i can't hear bringing the souls did you say that winning of souls winning it's a good answer winning of souls fruit so so if we don't grow what's happening we get into spiritual barrenness unfruitfulness and scripture also says by blindness spiritual barrenness unfruitfulness and blindness if you don't abound if you don't grow and he says we need to grow in what diligence we need to grow in faith we need to grow in virtue we need to grow in knowledge we need to go in self-control we need to go grow in perseverance we need to grow in godliness we need to grow in brotherly love brotherly kindness and also we need to grow in love and finally he says the last thing if you read if we do not grow you have almost you have forgotten your salvation you have forgotten that you were once cleansed from your old sins you know growth is part of a christian life growth is inevitable as i said in fact you know growth is very very important you know christianity is a growth-based religion can you say growth-based you know i want you to see the difference unlike other religions of the world you know there are set rules and regulations that you need to follow they're very important and they follow it very diligently than we follow they're very particular they follow it very thoroughly to the letter they follow they show perfect compliance with what to what is written whereas Christianity Bible says God says we are to demonstrate growth in our lives it is a religion based on growth as I said in fact all the creations are striving to reach their best in their lives to the maximum height to the maximum size to the maximum potential as far as possible but unfortunately we don't put enough effort to grow in our lives to grow spiritually and to grow in the knowledge of God we think that you know the current state is enough knowing Christ is enough if that is what is important that's what is all is required why do we have Bible teachings why do we have preachings you know it is very important that we need to grow in the lord we cannot remain in the current state you know i want to bring this beautiful quote at this moment jim Rohn says 
Can you read with me if you can read with me? It seems that, read with me, every life form on this planet strives towards its maximum potential, except human beings. A tree does not grow to half its potential size and then say, I guess that will do. A tree will drive its roots as deep as possible. It will soak up as much as nourishment as it can, stretch as high as, wide as nature will allow, and then look down as if to remind us of how much each of us could become if we would only do all that we can. We cannot stop the nature from growing. You know, we have a plant in our house, in, in our lobby. We put that plant, it's very small. It started growing towards the light and started bending. So we put the move the plant to another location. Now it started bending in the other way. Now it, we, we moved another way. Now the plant started. Now it, if you see the plant, it has a you know kind of curved, eight kind of curved, curved figure. Why? Because we can never stop a plant from growing. And she says, you know, human beings, you know, we don't even realize there is an opportunity to grow. And this morning God is talking to us. So this morning I want to talk three things about growth. What growth is. Number one, growth is expected. Can you say growth is expected? You know, when babies are born, growth is expected. We want them to grow. We want the babies to grow. When small plants are planted, we expect the plant to grow. We expect the plant, small plant to bring, grow as a shrub or as a tree in the right time. All the living things, they grow and develop themselves. So there is an expectation. The same way a parent is expecting a child to grow, our Heavenly Father is expecting us to grow. Is that fair? When the parent can expect a child to grow, why not Heavenly Father can expect us to grow? So growth is expected in the same way, if we don't mature in our spiritual lives, Bible says we are still like babies drinking milk. We can't eat solid food. You know, Paul brings a beautiful comparison. In fact, the writer of Hebrews also brings a beautiful comparison of babies who are not capable of eating food, solid food. What will happen if you give a solid food, a meat piece in the hands of a two-year, sorry, two-month-old baby? It'll choke the baby. It'll choke the baby. You know, many times in our lives, our Christian life is just off two months old and anything that we feed, it's not really getting into it, getting into us, but it chokes us. Are you with me? Because we are not able to understand. We are not able to understand the things of God. Bible talks about the spiritual immaturity. Can you read with me? Uh, Hebrews chapter 5 verses 12 through 14. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. Can you read with me? For though by this time, read with me, you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need what? Milk and not solid food. Verse 13. For everyone who partakes only of milk is what? Unskilled. Mean the word of God, word of the righteousness. For he is a babe. But a solid food belongs to what? To those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And God is telling us it is important that we should be able to grow, 
by eating the solid food. How long you think that a baby can grow by just drinking only milk? Can you send your 12 year old child to school only with a milk bottle? No, they need solid food. If you do it, they'll go and buy pizza and eat there, right? So they need solid food. And God is asking, how long you have been drinking milk? You know, let, let, let give one more scripture. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. I fed you. Can you read it with me? Paul is saying that I fed you with milk and not with a solid food. Why? For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. God is dissatisfied. God's expectation is not fulfilled. When we still drink milk, not capable of eating solid food you know we have learned so much bible can you all say bible we have learned so much bible in our lives you know some of us have learned so much that we have become obese we have become obese we have the obesity of it's, it's known as spiritual obesity what do we have spiritual obesity we have become so bulky of eating of receiving the word you know, sometimes we go, you see, when multiple channels, you know, we receive the word of God. It's all good. There is nothing wrong. But we can't afford to become obese. People who grow and become obese, they can't do anything. You know, you have seen people who are really obese. They can't, they find it difficult to move. They can't move freely. And whereas children, and if they just run around everywhere, people who are not that heavy, they just run around everywhere. And sometimes we eat that too much, and we, you know, you know, we need to know the concept of, you know, learn a little and do a little. Can you say that with me? Learn a little and do a little. You know, somehow we forgot those things in which we learned from the schools. Whatever we learn, try to do those things. Try to put those things in practice. Can you say, learn a little, do a little. See, every Sunday we come to church and we enjoy worship. There's nothing wrong in that. It's like drinking milk. But if you bring someone else along with you and put them there in the crowd and allow them to enjoy worship, that's like eating meat. Every Sunday we come and we sit and listen to the word of God. That's like eating milk. And during the mid of the week, you gather a couple of your friends and start teaching the word of God. That is meat. Are you with me this morning? Does it make sense? Do you understand what I'm talking about this morning? So if every Sunday we listen, 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 what do we do? And then during the week, we forget about everything. And during the week, if we collect a few people and start teaching about the word of God, that is meat. Sometimes we do that always. We want to be prayed by others. It's good. I'm not saying that it is bad, but when do we start praying for others? When will you start praying for others? Eat, drinking milk and eating meat is totally different. I have seen some people in every altar call, they will raise their hands. Those who haven't received Christ yet, can you raise your hands? And that person will raise their hand, has his or her hands first. I mean, that's okay. You want to rededicate your life to God, maybe. But when do you start leading others to Christ? That is meat. You know, we must grow. God expects us to grow. Secondly, first, what did he say? Growth is? Expected. 
expected. Secondly, growth is painful. Can you say growth is painful? Achieving growth can be painful. Growth requires us to change. Growth requires us to fail multiple times. How many of you have written your exams and failed? Amen? <laughs> One person is faithful in this house. I'll give another chance to wipe away that lie. How many of you failed exams in your life? <laughs> okay, a couple of more amens now. <laughs> and somebody's saying that, Pastor, why did you remind me that? And I was just forgotten about those things. And I'm sitting in the presence of God. Growth involves failure. It's painful. Growth at times requires feedback, criticism. And how do we handle those things? Growth wants us to try many things, many different things which we have never tried in our lives. Growth wants us to change some of the habits that we are addicted to, some of the habits that we keep in our lives. Growth also wants us to step into the unknown areas in our lives. Growth could be painful in my life. In many occasions, I had, I was pushed out, I had to push myself into situations that are not familiar to me. At the age of five and a half, I was pushed out of my house with my grandparents. That was totally new to me. That was totally new to me. That situation was really painful. And I was growing. When I was doing my master's, I remember very well in the American college in Madurai, one of the American professors was there. I went to the master's degree there, but I can't even speak one word in English. Even though I finished my bachelor's degree, you know what I'm, what I'm saying? It happens in our country, it's possible still, right? You don't need to speak in English, but you can score 90%. Amen? So I went there, and that professor calls in the first day itself, come on, he uses the word a physics term, depolarize, I don't know what you, how much you understand, depolarize yourself now, that means, one girl and one boy. You cannot sit together and you go and talk to and you socialize. And there are a couple of professors there. You go and talk to them and you go and socialize. That was a hostile environment for me. I have never spoken to any girl. <laughs> so that was really tough. That was really hard for me. Except joy. That was really tough for me. And I tried to go back, back and try to sit in the corner. He'll call, he'll call. And first of all, I don't understand what he's trying to sell me, right? So, and over that, he's going to asking me to go and talk to those girls whom I, ever, I never met. Coming to the United States at the age of 36 and started working in corporates, and I had to really push myself into that culture, which was totally hostile to me. You know, I'm not just saying only me, but I'm just throwing those things, you know, so that you will think about the environment that you went through that were painful in your life. Uh, when I had to resign my full-time job and come full-time into ministry, that was not easy. That was painful, even though it was easy, even though it was joyful one side, but the other side it was painful because I don't want to leave. All the experience that I gained, all the things that I did to prove myself in my workplace, I did not want to leave. It was painful. Pushing myself out of my comfort zone to do what I'm doing right now. It is painful. It is painful. Being an introvert by nature. My tendency is to isolate. 
But I had to take pains. I had to push myself to be in the crowd. That's painful. Growth is painful. Romans chapter 5 verses 3 to 5. Can you read with me? Romans chapter 5 verses 3 to 5. And not only that, read with me. But we also glory in what? Pain in tribulations. Knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance, persistence, determination, tenacity or pain that produced for growth. We have a precious family sitting here. They have gone through so much in, our, in their lives. They have faced imprisonment for the sake of the Lord. And God brought them to this nation. They have gone through persecution. The family was isolated. The whole family is about to set ablaze. God protected them and he brought them to this nation. Through pain, we learn how to be, how to persevere. And continue to read verse 4. And perseverance, what pain will do? Perseverance will produce what? Character. Read with me. And character will produce what? Hope. And now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Many are afraid of growth because they can't go through this pain. Many don't want to come to God because we feel that coming to God may take us into a painful situation, but God is asking us to endure pain to grow. Many times we say excuses. Many times we are not willing to grow in many ways in our lives. But this morning God is telling us that we need to grow in many different ways. Let's make use of the opportunity that we get. If you get an opportunity to go and join the college and the university again to study something, do not miss that opportunity. Just do it. Just do it. Every growth opportunity God wants us to make use of. You know, I was remembering about Pharaoh. You remember Pharaoh did not allow children of Israel to go to, go, go to the wilderness to worship God. He was holding them. In spite of God sending multiple plagues, he was stubborn. His heart became stubborn. He could not learn anything from his surroundings to understand what God is doing. You know, this morning I ask you that we need to have a heart, we need to have a mind to learn what God is doing in your life by looking at your surroundings, the way God is bringing people in your life and we cannot show that stubborn attitude. Exodus chapter 8 verse 32, can you read with me? Bible says Exodus chapter 8 verse 32, well, read with me. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, neither would he let the people go. You know, there is so much happening around him. Can't that idiot, can't that fool understand? What God is trying to do. You know, many times we are like this. We have a stubborn heart and we don't want to learn anything. We don't want to understand anything. What God is doing in our lives this morning, God is telling us that we cannot have that stubborn heart. Many times we say, God, it is enough. I'm comfortable. The reason we are sitting in the same organization for 20 years is just because you're not willing to learn anything new. Unless you learn, growth is not going to happen. Unless you go through the pain of learning and exercising, growth cannot come in our lives. The question that I want to ask you this morning is, how many minutes each day you send, spend to learn something new? Are you just watch YouTubes? 
how many minutes you send, spend each day to learn something new. If you compare yourself of today with comparing yourself of last year, have you learned anything new? Ask that question to you. Ask that question to you. Are you just do the job which is in your, given in your hands? Are you are learning something new? Compare yourself of this year and compare yourself of last year. How much you have grown in the knowledge of God? What new things you know about your God? If not, you know, we are wasting our life on the face of this earth when you are not learning and growing. We cannot set a good example for our children. At the age of 12, at the age of 14, at the age of 16, they are going to say bye-bye to you because if I get stuck with you, I am stuck with you forever because there is no growth in this house. Children, they don't want to stay in the house. There is no growth. There is no growth opportunity. You know, God is asking you to grow. Finally, growth is joy. So what is the first one? All of you. What is the first one? Growth is expected. Number two, growth is painful. Number three, growth is joy. Growth is expected, painful, but growth is joy. I remember when my mom was alive, when we traveled to India, maybe once in four years or once in six years, when she saw Dan, she used to hug him. And you know what the first thing they say? She said, probably all the grandparents may say, my child has grown. My child has grown. Growth is expected. Maybe painful. But when it happens, there is a joy. Growth is joy. If you are a child of God, if you are planted in the house of God, Bible says you must grow. You cannot take all the nourishment from the ground. You cannot drink from the living water, from the Holy Spirit. And you cannot be in the same state forever. Psalm 92, can you read the scriptures? Psalm 92, verses 12, 13, 12, 14. The righteous, can you read with me? The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Verse 13, to those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Shall flourish in the courts of our God. Verse 14, they shall still bear fruit in, fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Growth is not an option. Growth is inevitable. If you are a child of God, if you say that I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit, how long we can keep on drinking the Holy Spirit? We must grow. We must grow and that growth has to come out of doing something for God. Growth is both painful and joyful. I'm just going to bring it to a close quickly. Psalm 126, growth is painful at the same time growth is joyful. Psalm 126 verse 6, beautiful scripture. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing the seed for sowing. Those who carry the heavy seed in their back, they will, grow, they will go crying. It's so painful. It is so painful. I'm not sure whether I'm going to prosper. I'm not sure whether it is going to, the growth is going to come for the seed. I don't know about the weather condition, how it is going to be. They go with weeping, bearing seed for sowing. Shall doubtless come again, read with me, with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Growth has both pain and joy. 
painful times and joyful times. Joy, I mean, joy, my joy. Joy started growing. <coughs> Some green um, beans at the backyard on the deck. If you can put the next slide, maybe if it is there. When Joy started planting these seeds, I think it started maybe end of May or beginning of June sometime. She planted the seeds and every day she go, went out and to see whether the plant has grown. And slowly one day she found, yes, the plant has grown. She called me, come up, can you take some pictures for me? So I took some pictures and sent it everywhere, right? So when I take picture, that's what I do. And tag everybody and put the location, right? So we sent it everybody and then slowly that has grown further grown. And further grown. Now when we, went, we were away and when we came back, that has grown to the fullest. It's around five feet high, tall, right? And then you see a lot of beans. And we took pictures from all different directions, right? Why? Not that we have never seen beans in our lives. <laughs> Growth, <laughs> yeah, I heard you. Growth is joy. Growth is what? Growth is joy. Whenever we see growth, can you imagine how much happy our Heavenly Father will be if you grow in the Lord, if you mature in the Lord? Stop bringing milk and start eating meat. Stop being, being selfish and start being helpful for somebody. You know, when we study the Word of God, when we grow in the knowledge of God, there is a genuine joy comes in my life. How many times I was preparing for Bible study, sitting in this room, when there's a great revolution, you know, great uh, revelation, sorry, revelation. I used to scream without my knowledge. It brings such a great joy when, when you get something revealed from the word of God. Growth is joy. Do you experience that joy? In order to experience that joy, you must grow. I'll tell you how to experience the joy in your life. You can put the next slide up. When a baby is born, and when the baby start taking solid food in every moment there is joy there is joy when the baby starts growing when the baby starts speaking when the baby starts playing and start learning and when the baby becomes an adult and taking responsibilities and the way baby is trying to settle down as a family parents joy come to a completion and I believe Chaitanya's you know, parents are here. They want to see her settling down in this place. When her husband is also, when he also comes, and as a family, when they settle down, both the parents will say, my joy is complete. All along in my life, I struggled for the settlement of my two daughters. And when that happens, when my joy is complete. Think about your heavenly father. When you mature, and when you start taking responsibilities in the kingdom of God, that's the time the joy of the Lord comes to a completion. You can have joyful life on this earth. I mean, this is what is my understanding. By only by two means. Number one, by growing. In any direction, in any field, mainly especially in the knowledge of God, when you grow, there is a joy. Secondly, I can get the second joy only by serving. Nothing else. Maybe some of the fancy stuffs, they won't, they won't give the joy anymore in my life. I don't know about you. But I want you to do these things and try, try growing and try serving. 
Finally, shall we all arise this morning? Growth is stopped. If you put the next slide, growth is stopped when fear comes in our lives. Growth is completely stopped when negative self-belief comes in, comes and kicks in in our lives. When we resist change, growth is stopped. When we procrastinate, when we delay things in our lives, growth is stopped. When we become complacent or self-satisfying, growth is stopped. This morning, God wants you to grow. One scripture finally, 3 John verse 2. You can get that on the screen. Can you read with me, beloved? I pray that you may prosper. Prosper simply means grow strong, grow healthy, improve, flourish, progress. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in what? In all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. The whole scripture from cover to cover talks about growth and you and I are expected to grow even though growth is painful but eventually growth is going to be joyful shall we all close our eyes this morning mm -hmm.